0: Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode on Son of Man. Today, we are going to be talking about salvation by faith and faith alone and the deadness of man and sin. Now, one of the most glorious things I love about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that it strips man from all of his abilities, all of his so-called good works and all of his so-called righteousness. It strips him from all of that. And it points him to someone who is perfect who is righteous and that's to me one of the most beautiful things about the gospel of jesus christ that there is only one hero of this story it's not you and it's not me but it's jesus christ and to start off with this uh episode i have a text of scripture here and we'll have several texts that we'll go through but the text to start off with is Romans chapter three verses nine through eighteen, and this is basically to lay out the deadness of man in sin, the charge against all of mankind that we are all dead in sin and trespasses, and this is what the word of God says, beginning in verse nine. What then are Jews any better off? No, not at all, for we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin as it is written none is righteous no not one no one understands no one seeks for god all have turned aside together they have become worthless no one does good not even one their throat is an open grave they use their tongues to deceive the venom of asp is under their lips their mouth is full of curses and bitterness their feet are swift to shed blood And their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, that brings a charge against all of the human race, Jews and Gentiles, every single human, it brings a charge against us all, that we are all under sin, not some, all, not only are some not righteous, but all are not righteous. We are all haters of God, suppressing the truth about God and unrighteousness. Romans chapter 1, we hate God, and we, we don't want to retain God in our knowledge, so we exchange the truth about God for lies, and we worship and serve the stuff, right? We worship our money, we worship our cars, we worship our houses, our jobs. We hate God so much that we we don't want anything to do with him, but we just want the material things, the things that perish. That's what sin has done to us. And since Adam fell in the garden, we all have fallen with him. And we are all radically depraved. We are born in sin and we we are suppressors of the truth we suppress the truth about God and unrighteousness, right? So that's the biblical charge against all of the human race that we, we hate God and we suppress the truth about him and we, the poison of Asp is under our lips. Our feet are swift to shed blood and we don't seek after God. No God seekers. None of us are God seekers. Not a single one of us are God seekers. And this is what's so glorious about the gospel, about monergism. It's God and God alone that does all of the saving. 100%, not 99.99%, but 100% of the saving. I want to take you guys to uh, John chapter 6 and this is where Jesus had just fed the 5000 and he and these people are seeking Jesus right that's what the that's what the verse says it says they're seeking Jesus because of the miracles that he has done he's fed the 5000 but they're seeking him for the wrong reasons they're seeking him because of the they ate the food they ate the the food which perishes and they come to him in this synagogue in Capernaum. And this is what he says in verse um, 37. And then I will skip from verse 37 to verse 44. This is what Jesus says. Listen to this. He says, all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Notice that it's just Uh, God who's doing this. Notice that. It's not man. All that the Father gives me, that's the Father doing it, will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. It's the Father who's doing this, not man. Note that. In verse 44, this is where what's i honestly think is one of the most beautiful texts in all of scripture it could either be one of the most beautiful or one of the most offensive texts to the will of man note this in verse 44 no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and i will raise him up on the last day there is no doubt in jesus's mind i will raise him up on the last day but what's the controlling phrase in the verse All that the Father gives me will come to me. And and this is the controlling phrase in verse 44. No one can come to me unless, unless what? The Father who sent me draws him. That's that's the only way one is saved. It's the Father who draws a people to the Son. It's the Father who saves his elect in the Son. It's the Father who is drawing people to the Son. Because quite frankly, we wouldn't choose the Son. We wouldn't choose Jesus Christ in our natural state. No, Romans 3, no God-seekers. We wouldn't seek after Jesus because we are radically depraved. We are haters of God. But it's the Father who draws you to the Son. It's the Father who is doing this. It's all of God, not of man. And that's one of the most beautiful things of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that it strips you from all of your works, all of anything. It strips you from everything. And it says it's not you. It's God. It's God. And and I can go to John chapter 10 where he says... Uh, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them everlasting life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. There is no synergism in these texts. There is no man cooperating with God. That's what that word synergism means. No man, cooperation. There's none of it. It's all of God. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will never cast out. And it's, it's so beautiful. It's so glorious. And he says, my sheep, hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And why do they follow me? And I give them everlasting life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. It's, this is why that they shall never perish. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. It's the Father who is giving a people to the Son, and that's why, that's why us Christians will never perish. And why is it by faith? Why is it by faith, you might ask? And let's just go to um, Ephesians chapter 2. And this is, this honestly... Is I know we hear this verse a lot, but I don't think we understand the the glorious message that Paul is trying to preach to us here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, and I'll go through verse 10, not through just verse 9, but this this is what he says. For by grace you have been saved through faith and this, what is the this or what is the that in some translation? The grace and the faith, that's the preceding verse. Uh, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we, this is the verse that people live out. They, end, they usually end it at verse 9. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God, prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. That that right there is so astounding to me that it even goes to the depth that the good works that you perform, Christian, aren't of your own doing. It's God who prepared them beforehand that you should walk in them. God had prepared those good works for you to walk in, him, walk in them and to give him glory, not you glory, not to save your own selves. I know most people want to quote James too, but I will say this, for whoever, it says in verse uh, 10, for if anyone tries to uh, live by the law and stumble at one point, he is guilty of all of it. It's not, it 's not he says faith without works are dead, but whoever stumbles at one point of the law is guilty of all of it he 's not teaching a works based salvation. This is God who is preparing the good the works for you to walk in them, not something you have not something you are trying to acquire I should say it 's not that, and let 's just go real quick to romans nine uh, Romans nine really debatable text and but i i don't think anyone can really dispute what the text reads here and in verse eight or excuse me let's start in verse nine for this is the word of the promise quote at this time i will come and sarah shall have a son this is god speaking and not only this but there was Rebekah also when she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac. So you had Abraham with Sarah and then Isaac with Rebekah. And Isaac had two twins by one man, our father Isaac. For though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose according to his choice would stand, not because of works, but of him who calls, it was said to her, the older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. What shall we say then? Is there injustice with God? May it never be. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion." so then it does not depend on the man who wills or on the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. It's God who's doing a work in his people. It's God who's saving his people. It's monergism, God alone. It's God. That's what that word monergism means. It's it's, it's God doing something, not synergism, not man cooperating with God to accomplish this salvation. It's God who is saving a people in Christ Jesus to glorify his name, not their name, his name. And that's the liberating good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I, don't, I, I honestly don't think there's any better news. It's not, it's not anything you do and if you don't if you don't believe me let's let's look at someone who is better than all of us in human terms who is more uh righteous than all of us and i'm speaking as a human in 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 a human word but this is what apostle paul says you know he says of himself and beginning in uh, i'm i'm sorry in philippians 3 verse 4 he says though i myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the, tribe of, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I have counted, but whatever gain I had, I count it as loss. the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. That strips man from all of his works. It's by faith. It's the empty hand of faith. It's the empty hand of faith. It's, it's The only thing you bring to your salvation is the sin that made it necessary. Listen to what Jesus says to uh, the apostle Peter when in in Matthew 16, I'll begin in verse 14. And they, oh, I'm sorry. I'll begin. I'll begin in uh, verse 13. Then when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi and asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. It's the Father who reveals the Son to his people it's the father who draws his people to the son to perfect them it's not you if you believe in christ it's not of your own doings it's christ it's not flesh and blood who's doing this it's not of your own autonomous faith act it's god who is performing this work in you and he will complete the work that he has started in you and on, i honestly believe monergism, and faith alone. That is that is one of the most liberating things in the Christian life. It's God who's doing this. And the Spirit in you is performing works. Yes, you are doing good works, and you are uh, repenting, and you are slaying sin, and you are being conformed to the image of Christ. But this, my dear friends, it is not you It is not your will that is doing it because your will will roar and shriek. It will hate God's will. But it's the spirit in you who's conforming you to the image of Christ. It's the spirit of God who is doing this. And if the only reason why you believe is because the father has drawn you near to his son. It's the only reason. It's not of your own doing. It's not something you can just Reason your way into, or believe your way into, because if you can, if you can make that choice to believe in Christ, you can make that choice not to believe in Him. Thus, nullifying what God has planned for His people, and that, my friends, is not biblical at all. At any point, Jesus Christ will not fail to save His people, and that's why us reformed. People, biblical, reformed people can say it's the perseverance of the saints. Perseverance of the saints because God is doing it and God will not fail. And It's it's the gospel. It liberates us from all of our so-called righteousness. All of our so-called good works says you're not good. You're evil, you won't choose God, but God chose you and he will save you and he will perfect you and he will glorify you for his glory, for his glory, to the praise of his glorious grace. Ephesians 1, to the praise of his glorious grace. That's why you are saved. And where do you come into this? You don't. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but our Father who is in heaven. That's why you're saved. That's why. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. I know it's a deep topic. I know Calvinism can be offensive to some people and and very hard to understand. And most Arminians want to come approach this as some philosophical conundrum or some philosophical arguments against Calvinism, but it doesn't work according to the biblical. Um, according to the biblical message. It just doesn't. Jesus is very clear. God's word is very clear, and there's no getting around it. It's all of God, none of man. It's all monergism, not synergism. It's God doing a work in his people, not you. And that is the most liberating and glorious message of all time, that it's God who saves his people. It's the God who justifies. And that's why Apostle Paul can say in Romans 5.1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And note this, that that faith is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So that no man may boast. Ephesians 2:8-9 and Philippians 1.29. I can go on and on, but hope you guys enjoyed this video and if you aren't subscribed consider subscribing and if you listen to on audio on Spotify or Apple um, yeah rate this and stay tuned for the next one guys